Also, there is a mother-daughter banquet coming up. There is a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk. All the mothers and daughters sign up to that. It's going to be a great time. And I believe that is the weekend uh, of Mother's Day. So a great time to celebrate with your mothers. Mother's Day is just around the corner. Man, is this year flying by or what? Good gracious, it's almost summertime. It it felt a little summery this weekend, but not anything like it's going to be. But uh, the year is passing by and at a rapid pace. And uh, so we, we got to get busy, 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 because we'll never pass this way again. So remember that and uh, do something nice for your mother. Husbands, do something nice for the mother of your children, for your wife, and... Uh, and uh, be very nice on Mother's Day. Thank God for our mothers. Youth Rally Friday night. Friday night, there's a youth rally at Brother Townley's in Jennings. We will be going there. And uh, Brother Nathan Holmes will be preaching that rally. So we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to a great move of the Lord. And uh, what God would do for us there. So remember that Friday night, all the young people had good youth service last night. Appreciate those coming together for youth service. Encourage you to be faithful to that and uh, dedicated to it. Appreciate our young people and their desire to serve God, their desire to live for the Lord. Amen. Great group of young people. Let's keep them busy in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. It'd be good. It'd be good. Some of you uh, older saints of God, go by and pat a young person on the on the back and tell them how much you appreciate them and uh, their desire to serve God. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. And I will be reading a couple of Scripture there. Uh, Romans chapter 5. I'll be reading verses 6, 7, and 8 in Romans chapter 5. In prayer, I have felt uh, this direction for this service this morning. And uh, I've been uh, impressed by... Uh, the songs that have been sung, the things that have been talked about uh, up until this point by, uh, has a lot to do with what I would like to talk to us about this morning. I might go a little bit slower than normal. You seem a little bit slower than normal today, so I just might join you all. We can take a peaceful rest in the arms of the Lord. I'll drop my voice a little bit where you can rest peacefully I will not do that. Stay awake, but I want to uh, give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service. Romans chapter 5, verse number 6. The Scripture said, for when, when, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Look at that Scripture very closely. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us in that 
while we were yet sinners. Can everybody read that last line with me? Christ died for us. Lord bless you. Why don't you put your Bibles down, lift your hands toward heaven, and ask God to visit with us today in this service. God, we need your help. We need your anointing today, God. We need your directing hand today. Help us, God. Help me to speak the words that you've impressed upon my heart and in my spirit. Help your people to receive and to respond to your word that we would apply it to our lives. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you are seated today. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you again for standing. You may be seated. The Word of God says, For when we were yet without strength. When we were yet without strength. I will come back to that very verse here toward the end of uh, what I've got to say to you today. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died died for the ungodly. Everybody say, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Now, I don't want to make you feel bad today, but and uh, when you look at that, Christ died for us. He died for me. He died for you. And then the Scripture goes on to say, for scarcely for a righteous man. Now, Just when you're looking at life, just life in general and people together. For a righteous man, one will, will one die. For a righteous man. For, in other words, for, you have heard this, we have seen, or maybe not personally seen this, but we have heard, uh, many things mentioned about this, that people would give up their lives for a friend or for a companion or for a child or for a parent, one would sacrifice their life. There's been those who had uh, have taken bullets for for one, and there are those who have that have uh, stood in another's place to protect them. So, for a righteous man, one that you would love, for somebody that you would think a lot of, for someone that you would be close to, there is. There is members of my my family, and uh, or would I say the members of my family? I don't want to sound like there's just a few members of my family that I would do this for, but I would go to any measure, any extreme to protect them from harm and danger because I love them, and uh, so we would do that. Anyone that is a parent understands that, or a a husband or a wife would understand. The love and the commitment and the dedication that is there. That, that we would go to those extremes. That we would protect them. So the Bible says that it's no odd thing that for a righteous man, for someone that you love, for someone that you were committed to, that you would stand in their place and you would die for them. So, yet preventure for a good man, even a good person, someone, uh, say in this church, a, a church member, or a brother and sister, brother or sister in the Lord that, that, uh, is good, good people, good godly people, peradventure 
For a good man, some would even dare to die. I, I feel very, very uh, confident in saying this. There is, there is those in this church that would sacrifice your life for someone else that is here today. That you would not even be kin to, but you are emotionally and spiritually connected to them. And uh, you think a lot of them. And we have, we have heard of this happening of people coming in, uh, to gatherings, to groups, to malls, to, to schools and, and, uh, uh, churches even and taking a gun and killing, mass murdering, uh, many people and those who have stood up in the way of that to protect others. And, uh, so we have, we have heard this coming. It said, uh, some would even dare to die for someone that they were not kin to or were not closely connected to because they are just a good person. But God, but God, the scripture says, but God, everybody say, but God, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet Sinners. Christ died for us. When we did not know Him, when we were disconnected from Him. Amen. When there was a great divide built between us, what separated man from God in the garden? It was sin. So while we were yet separated from God, when we did not know God, God, Christ, died for us. Now that's an amazing thing. To know that He went to Calvary and He sacrificed His life for the very ones who had their knee on His forearm, holding His hand very still. The very one that placed the nail in the palm of his hand. The very one that had the hammer, that reared back the hammer and hit the nail on the head and drove it through the very palm of our Christ, our Lord and our Savior's hand. He died for them. You look at the Scripture that says while he was on his way to Calvary and he was carrying his cross up, Calvary's heel that, that while he was making his way, the women, the children were weeping and crying because that he was headed to Calvary. What did he say? He said, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Don't weep for me. I am doing this for the very ones who is doing this to me. That's an amazing God. Mohammed did not do that. Allah did not do that. Buddha did not do that. Krishna did not do that. Amen. They did not sacrifice like our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ sacrificed for us. While we were yet sinners. Amen. There is, there has been things that I have I have gotten into now. Now, uh, when I when I decided to get married, that I wanted to get married, the first thing I had to do was find someone who was willing to say I do. 
I, I finally found that I had to go 440 miles away from anybody who knew me and find one that would say, I do. And uh, when, when we talked about this and we discussed this, there was some important issues in trying to find out just how committed, just how much do you love me. And she's trying to find out just how much I love her. Before we walked down the aisle before God and witnesses and her daddy, and I say, I do, I wanted to find out, do you really love me? But see, Christ went to Calvary without any promise of our love and our commitment that we were going to make to Him. Without any promise. Nobody promised Him that if you'll go to Calvary, I'll serve you. No. He went to Calvary while we were yet sinners. What an amazing God. What an amazing sacrifice. What an unbelievable price that was paid for our salvation. Where we could be in the presence of the Lord today. Where we could be in the house of God today. Where we would have this opportunity that we have today to worship Him. To praise Him. To magnify Him while we were yet sinners. I think about the sacrifice that has been made by many people in the armed services. The sacrifice, some of you are here today that served our country. If I had a hat, I would take my hat off to you. I appreciate all of those who have served. I think that our country does not give them the honor and respect that they rightfully deserve and need, but but thank you for serving our country. There is some, the, the old saying is that, that all gave some and some gave all. Some went to Vietnam to come back for people who they had fought for only to be protested. Only to be ridiculed, only to be talked about. It's kind of an odd situation, but I think, what was it, 50-something thousand Americans lost their lives. And when they come back home, they come back home to angry people that was angry. They, did, they didn't send their self over there. The government sent their selves, them over there. Amen. They were just doing the job that they were called on to do. And I appreciate that very much. But, but I, I look at this and they died for people that they did not know. What an amazing thing. I've read stories from, uh, the Gulf War, the war on terror and, uh, a story about, hey, I, I believe it was a Navy SEAL that, that there was, they were in a hole somewhere and, and someone throwed a live round hanger nade, some 
mechanism where they were. It was about to explode. This man, to protect his fellow Americans, he dove on the explosive device and covered it with his own body to sacrifice his life. What an amazing, incredible hero. That someone, people that he, he was not kin to, but he was closely connected to. He's seen a cause. He's seen a purpose. He's seen a reason. And in a, in a moment's time, without really thinking what he was doing, was thinking about it and going over it in his mind, he dove and he protected and protected lives of those who would have been destroyed otherwise. What an amazing thing. But that was for people that he knew. People that he was connected to. People that some of them would have done the same for him. But Christ went to Calvary. I'm trying to, to make you understand the price that was paid. The penalty for my sin and your sin was so high that we could never repay it. But Christ went to Calvary. What an amazing price. What an amazing accomplishment. What I want to talk to you about today is the price is worth the sacrifice. The price. The price that was paid. When we go to purchase an item and uh, we go through the high pressure sales of how many's ever bought a car? Hope is any car dealers in here. I'm sorry to throw you under the bus this morning, but but I've been to many car dealerships. I guess that's a hobby of mine. I like to buy cars, and uh, just don't like to keep them very long. But but I, I I've been to them, and they bring you out a paper. If we get this price, sign it right here. Sign it right here. I, I ain't signing anything. I'm gonna. I'm going to haggle around here for about a week before I do anything because I want to get your lowest price. I want to make it where both of us feel like that we're getting ripped off. And, uh, but, but the, the high pressure and, and we get intoxicated by the new car smell. Mm. Oh, the shiny, the shiny wheels and the shiny paint, but but the bottom line is, is, is it worth the sacrifice? Now, now I've got so much money. Is it worth, is it worth what I'm going to have to give up to have this? When you purchase a house, my Lord, it's like signing your life away. The first one I, I, I bought, I, my goodness, man, I didn't have to sign but one time to get married. Signed my name so many times, I didn't know what I was signing. And uh, I, I knew it was going to cost a lot, and then I got to figuring up, now if I take this to full term, what did I really give for this? Mm, if you hadn't done that already, don't even get into it now. You will be depressed before tonight's service. To realize, but, but we must understand, is, is, it worth the sacrifice. We have to sacrifice something. You might have to sacrifice going out uh, uh, three or four times a week to eat a nice dinner. You might have to sacrifice. But is it worth the sacrifice that you must do? There's a price for everything. 
when I think about the price that was paid for the church. Oh, the church is a wonderful thing that God has given us a privilege to be part of. Some think that it's too much of a sacrifice to be part of the church. They start counting the cost of what I've got to give up, what I can't do, what, where I don't go, what I, I, I got to do this and I got to do that and I, I don't do this and I don't do that. It's too much. It's too big a sacrifice. But when you think about the price that was paid for the church, you know what it cost God to purchase the church? You know what the price was? And then we want to squabble over little things that we sometimes have to sacrifice? Amen. When I think about the price that was paid, Acts chapter 20 and verse number 28, it says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. I want to tell you, when you think about the price that was paid, it's well worth the sacrifice on our part to whatever we have to do, God. Let me into your blood-bought church. Amen. I want to be part of something that is so precious and so valuable that Christ would go to Calvary and allow someone to nail Him to an old rugged tree where I would have the opportunity to be part of the church. Amen. The price is worth what we must sacrifice. Oh, it's too hard to get up on Sunday morning and go to church. I'm tired. I'm wore out. I worked hard. Carrying the cross up Calvary's hill wasn't no problem at all. Allowing somebody to nail you to a cross was no problem at all. Allowing someone to put a crown of thorns on your head was no problem at all. Allowing someone to spit in your face was no problem at all. And sometimes we look because someone hurt my feelings. Uh-oh. I just can't go back to church. You don't think it hurt Jesus' feelings when they lied on Him? When they criticized Him? When they rebuked Him? You know who was in the crowd that day? It was some of the same ones that Jesus fed on that mountainside. It was some of the same ones that He walked by and healed them of their leprosy. That opened their blinded eyes. That healed them off of their sick bed. And here they are. We don't know Him. We don't want anything to do with Him. Spitting on Him. Mocking Him. Cursing Him. Saying, crucify Him. And then, when it becomes a little bit of sacrifice on our part, 
we say, ah, I can't sacrifice that. I can't do that. But think about the price. Think about the price. Think about the price. Before you say, I can't commit because I just don't know. I just don't know. I want to tell you, if you have to pray through every day of your life, make a commitment, God, whatever I have to do. If I stumble and I fall, I'm just going to keep getting back up. Because the price that was paid, when I look at the sacrifice, I must sacrifice. All Jesus wants out of us is for us to put Him first. That's all He requires. Amen. Is just surrender it all to God. Live for Him. Serve Him. Love Him. Worship Him. When I think about the price, I find it easy loving God. I find it easy serving God. I find it easy coming to God's house. I find it easy lifting my hands. Whatever I have to do, God, I want to do it because... The price that was paid. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. He loves you so much. Man, God loves me. That's amazing for some of you to even figure out. God loves, God is absolutely crazy about me. He's absolutely in love and crazy about each and every person in this house today. Filled with the Holy Ghost or not filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in His name or not baptized in His name. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He went to Calvary. Why? Because He was purchasing a church with His own blood. Where each and every one of us would have an opportunity to come to His house and lift up holy hands unto Him. Amen. 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 Let's look at the Word of God. I said I would go back to this. I want to go back to it. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 6. The Scripture said, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. There's four things I want to bring to your attention today. When we were without strength. Amen. There is, there is meaning without strength. We were weak. We were dying. We were helpless. We were helpless to resist sin. We were helpless to do good. We were powerless to be delivered from our very own Misery. Amen. Have you ever seen anybody that's miserable and they're happy about it? (laughs) They love their misery. They don't want you to get them out of their misery. They like misery. They like confrontation. They like to, I've seen people just love to fuss and fight and argue. 
Amen. That's what they thrive on. That's what they love. But I want to tell you, I don't like misery. I don't like being miserable. I did not like the feeling that I felt when I was lost without God. Wandering in sin. I wanted help. I wanted direction. Did the devil pull on me? Yes, he did. And yes, he does. I am human just like you're human. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily battle of the adversary. But what I keep in my mind is the sacrifice is nothing compared to the price that has been paid. When I think about what I am getting in return, I got freedom from sin. I got deliverance from sin. I got victory over sin. I got power to be an overcomer. Amen. And then I got to live this good life, this clean life, this holy life, this blessed life. And then when I die, I go straight to heaven. Oh, don't feel sorry for me. Amen. Don't feel bad for me. Don't feel upset for me. Because when I look at the price that was paid, the sacrifice is nothing. Hallelujah. 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 We were unable to be delivered from our sins, from our misery. People go to drugs, they go to alcohol, they go to shrinks, they go to activities, they go to pleasure, they go places to try to find relief from their misery. They go to relationship to relationship from relationship to another relationship trying to find uh, relief from their misery. I want to tell you, when you leave one relationship miserable and get into another one, that's going to be miserable too. Amen. Sometimes we have got to get over ourselves and bring ourselves to an altar of repentance and say, God, I'm going to sacrifice this old flesh on an altar of repentance. Work on me. It's not everybody else's fault, but sometimes it's my fault. Amen. You've got to realize sometimes we cause our own self trouble and we've got to submit to the will and the plan of God in our life. Amen. Amen. The second thing was we were ungodly. We were dissenters. We were ruled by Satan and enslaved. Have you ever seen anybody that's addicted to nicotine? Addicted to alcohol? Addicted to drugs. I've had dealings with different people that was addicted to drugs. It's such a sad, it's such a sad dilemma that they're in. Amen. Everybody that's addicted to these things are not bad losers. Some of them are good people. Some of them want to do better. Some of them don't want to be like they are, but the devil slipped something in on them one day. And it got a hold of them. They cry and they beg for deliverance and for help and they think they got deliverance and help and they go back to the same old thing. Sin is the same way without God. 
You repent. You get past it. You get over it. Then before you know it, you feel good about your chances of serving God and being what God wants you to be. And then all of a sudden, it's all over again. Another stumbling block. Another fall. And there you are again. Enslaved by Satan. But for someone... Now, I know all of you have heard this saying before. What is it? The AAA Association? The first thing that they make you admit is, Hello, my name is Bob. I'm an alcoholic. Before you can ever get deliverance, you've got to admit, It's me. I'm guilty. I've sinned. You can't blame it on everybody else. Bob can't get up and say, I'm an alcoholic because my daddy was an alcoholic. No, that's not what you've got to say. You've got to admit, I'm in trouble, I'm guilty, and I need help. When you come to God, you've got to come to an altar of repentance and say, God, I'm the man I'm the woman, I'm the boy, I'm the girl, I'm guilty, I'm in trouble, I've stumbled, I've fallen by the wayside, I've done wrong, I'm asking you to forgive me. You can't come to God any other way. Amen. The only way you're going to get to God is through an altar of repentance and saying, I am the man. David's first step to recovery was admitting when the prophet of God looked at him and said, David, thou art the man. He didn't say, who, me? you got to be kidding me. I'm the king. Do you know who I am? David had the power and the authority. All he had to do was speak the word and said, hey, come take this guy's head off. I'm not listening to him. It would have been done just like that. But when David heard the words of the prophet, he hid his face before God. And he begged for repentance. And God mercifully restored him. God loves a repented heart. But He hates a rebellious spirit. The price that was paid is worth the sacrifice on my part. The third thing is sinners bent. We were sinners bent on finding happiness, but always missing the mark. Before Calvary. We were sinners trying to find peace of mind, trying to find happiness, trying to find help, trying to find hope, but always missing the mark. You ever been on a vacation and come back home and you're kind of let down? Spent all that money, gone all that time, and now i got the same old thing when I go home. You ever been on one that you was disappointed about? That just wasn't all it cracked up to be. 
trying to find happiness, but always missing the mark of happiness. If you're searching for something today to satisfy that hole that's in your heart, if you're searching for something today to give you that peace of mind and that strength, that happy feeling in your spirit, you're not going to find it in the world. But that hole that is there is a God-shaped hole. And the only thing that would ever fit that void, and if you're doing anything other than trying to place God in there, it's trying to put the wrong piece of the puzzle in that spot. That spot is dedicated to God. And the only thing that will ever feel it is God. That's the reason why people go from things to things as they're trying to fill that void. But I want to tell you, when man was created, God looked over man and He placed His mouth to man's mouth. And He breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And then sin came and separated man from God and that spirit left him but the only thing that will ever replace it is still the spirit of God God has to come over you and He has to breathe into you the breath of life all over again. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Amen. It came in as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And he began to put the pieces of the puzzle that was missing. That's the reason why he said, I will put my law in their heart. I talked about that Wednesday night in Bible study. Amen. It's a God-shaped hole. The only piece of the puzzle that will ever fill it correctly is God. The four things. We were enemies. Haters of God. And God's holiness. And openly at war with God and God's holiness. I've seen people that fights against God. You say, oh, I don't love, I don't, I don't hate God. I don't dislike God. I'm sure there's not anyone in this service today that would say, oh, I, I don't like God. I hate God. No, we wouldn't do that because we're here in the house of God today. But your actions speak louder than words. If you really love Him, you would sacrifice to Him. Sacrifice what? Does He require me giving my life? Oh, no. That's not what He requires. Not physically, but spiritually, yes. You must give your life to God. If they come to the music this morning, I'm about ready to close. Haters of God. And while they were yet haters of God and God's holiness, Christ went to the cross. While they were haters of God and God's holiness, Christ went to the cross. And some people would say, 
It's too much sacrifice to give to God. How can you say that today? How can you look in the face of Christ and say, I would have lived for you, but. I would have served you, but. I would have worshipped you, but. That's the way it is when you come to the house of God and you sit on your hands of praise. You close your mouth that God has given you to worship Him. I'm tired. I'm weary. I don't feel good. I want to tell you today, no matter how bad that you feel, when you think about the price, you are to say, you know, it's nothing to sacrifice my praise. When you think about the price, it ought to be simple to stand and lift your hands and lift your voice. My throat hurts. My head hurts. My legs hurt. I know, I know, I know there is ailments, but think about the price that was paid. The sacrifice that I must make to God is... In comparison to the price that Christ paid on Calvary. My goodness, what a deal I'm getting. What a deal I am getting. What a privilege I have. What an opportunity that I have today. I know it's quiet. I know I've preached a little different than normal. But I wanted to slow down this morning and help you to think just for a little bit. Living for God is no burden. Living for God is still the best life that you could ever live. I find it easy serving God because when I look in Matthew chapter 11... In verses 28 through 30, it says, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Anybody that is weary today and heavy laden with burdens and troubles and trials, He's saying, come unto me and I will give you rest. If sin has played its toll in your life today, He said, come unto me and learn of me. But what do I have to do? I tell you what you have to do. You must repent. You must be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And be filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God. 
That's what happened in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost was poured out. All through the Word of God, anyone that came to God, came to God by repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's the way that you get to God. That's the way you sacrifice yourself to God. You don't go to Calvary as such as Christ did, but you come to an altar and say, God, whatever I have to do, whatever I have to do, whatever you want of me, God, I submit my will and my way and my desire is not my own, but I belong to you because I have been bought with the price. Take the yoke of God because the burden of sin is heavy, but the yoke of God is light. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. When you think the price is too too much, Amen. That it's causing for too much. Think about the price that was paid on Calvary. Living for God is still supposed to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. And if you're not living for God with joy unspeakable and full of glory, why don't you come to this altar today and say, God, freshen me up just a little bit. Help me to get a picture of Calvary all over again. Why don't we all stand this morning? If you would, lift your hands toward heaven. Lift your voice to God. Reach out to the Lord right now. Why don't you let God talk to you today? Why don't you allow God to move in your life today? Come on, church. Would you lift up your voice with me a few moments? Lift up your voice a moment. Oh, hallelujah. We need you, God. We need you, God. Thank you for the price that was paid on Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody think about Calvary just a moment. Thank you. Thank you, God. It was a debt that I could not pay. It was something I was in and could not get out of, God. But thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. I want to ask you today, do you want to step out from where you're standing right now? Make your way to this front and say, God, I want to sacrifice my life to you. God, I want to think about the price that was paid all over again. And I want to give back to you the things that I owe you. The things that I've held back from you. The part of me that I would not let you control in my life. The sacrifice is nothing compared to the price that was paid on Calvary. Don't allow the devil to deceive you. To make you ever feel like the price is too much. The sacrifice is too hard. God, but I submit it all to you. My will, my way, 
my life, God. I give it to you today. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Help us today, Holy Ghost. God, you're so good. You're so good. I thank you so much for what you did on Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. In Jesus' name. 